The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. That controversy in RT continues with the latest scandal revealing substantial payouts totaling 2.6 million euro made to executives during D Forbes' tenure as Director General. These golden handshakes disclosed across six years have reinforced calls for transparency within the licence-funded national broadcaster. Well, joining me now to talk about this is Fionn Sheen, Ireland editor with the Irish Independent. Fionn, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Uh, first of all, uh, is it likely that the names of those uh, who receive these payments and the amounts they received, uh, are they likely to be revealed? Well, up until 48 hours ago, you would have thought no, but then Kevin Backers was forced to disclose the amount paid to Brito O'Keefe, despite his protests that there was a, it was confidential and it was, it was legal. So if he was able to provide the, the figure in her case, there, there seems to be... Uh, diminishing reasons not to provide details elsewhere because, as was put to him the other day, this is now a matter of substantial public interest. And the, the lack of transparency uh, by RTE on this these matters uh, is significantly damaging uh, RTE in, in, the, in the public mindset at a time where basically the, the public are being told that RTE needs an increased amount of funding, that their funding model is, is going to be changing. So there's, there's an increasingly hard sell here uh, to, to convince the public that, that things have changed in RTE, where we're basically seeing the practices of the past uh, continuing on the level of, of secrecy, uh, the lack of transparency, uh, the, the pledges about confidentiality and, and legal agreements and, and so on and so forth. And you're also seeing the people who were involved uh, in some of these uh, events in the past uh, being still involved within the organisation. So it, it certainly it has opened up a whole new front on RT, which is mm. the last thing that they wanted. Um, there's obviously some confusion in the public mind. When people left their jobs uh, subsequent to uh, the initial scandal uh, being reported and all these uh, ruckless committees and so on, uh, people left their jobs and they left quietly uh, and presumably they were given some sort of sweetener to go. In other words, uh, they weren't part of any redundancy programme as such, but they were given a a severance payment, presumably so that they would just go and not uh, defend uh, what many people would regard as the indefensible, i.e. the musical. Yeah, so so normally when people resign, they they walk out the door uh, and and that's it. they're, you know, they're paid whatever time they have in lieu and on holidays mm-hmm. and maybe they're, they're taking an extra bit of time off with their notice period. And, that, and that, that's about it. Um, if, however, in, they're not going really willingly or they have to be persuaded to go because otherwise yeah. they will stick around and defend what they did or maybe even share around the culpability for the mess that's ensued. In that case, the the, the business uh, itself will will make a, a judgment call that listen, this is best in order to move move this person on and to have a change of personnel, particularly in senior positions, that some form uh, of payment be be given to this person. And this this is where RT are running into difficulty now yeah. because we we know that there's at least two payments. I mean, you can you can claim. That the Brito O'Keefe situation is is historic, but we know of at least two payments uh, last summer on foot of all the scandals uh, breaking 
that were made to to, to senior executives within within RTE. We know that going back over time, uh, we can look back over the course of of D Forbes um, reign in RTE, and we we'll see annual reports saying that there's two point six million worth of, of payments there. Now, some of those could be legitimate redundancies. Some of those could be exit packages. Somebody those could be sweetheart deals. Some of them could be golden handshakes. We we don't know yeah. now, and that's the, the problem that that RTE is in. So what we've done here is do exactly what Kevin Macker said at the committee the other day. He made a reference to, well, you know, exit payments are, are, are listed in the annual report. So we went through the annual report and we said, right, there's all these exit payments. Who who got these payments? How much were they? Uh, and why were they why were they paid over? And this is the, the difficulty that RTE is in now. There is an ever-increasing amount of, of questions uh, facing them. And you'd have to say the, the political pressure really did crank up quite dramatically yesterday when it's coming up directly on leaders' questions in the Dáil, when the Taoiseach, the Tánaiste and the Line Minister are all being questioned on it, the heat is really on RTE and it's not really a sustainable position to be to be saying oh sorry we have confidential legal agreements uh in in place we're told yeah. but if that you RTE do have getting additional legal advice yeah. suppose you do have uh, and you know if someone is leaving an organization perhaps under a, a cloud and maybe the cloud is not entirely of their own making but all parties agree it might be better if you're gone and this could be in a bank it could be in a financial institution uh, it could be in any sort of a business where you know there are issues shall we say and it's best that participants in those issues uh, move on so they negotiate uh, a parting package shall we say uh, the bank and the individual or the rt and the individual but part of that is this is confidential what can you do about that yeah, and another element of the equation then is that in the private sector, uh, particularly if you're in a, a sensitive area, there might be a non-disclosure agreement signed as well. So it might it might double up on 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 both sides uh, that nothing further can can be discussed. I suppose the the, the point being, yeah, he can't be here, given an interview to Pat Kenny on News yeah. Talk or Finan Sheen in the Indo about something that went on. Even though we'd love to talk to somebody about that, they'll say, "Sorry, I've signed an NDA." Yeah, and and th- that can happen too. The, the difficulty that RT have is that that these were happening uh, at the height uh, of a scandals breaking within RT. There were people here who had specific information uh, on on these uh, pertinent uh, issues who were directly involved uh, and and who departed. So the, the questions being raised uh, by by TDs and Anaractus committees uh, is basically, well, why did you enter into these uh, agreements when you knew that RTE was RTE's finances were being uh, examined uh, top to toe? And that's that's the difficulty that uh, Kevin Backhurst uh, and the the management of RTE now have uh, that they're explaining, and when you're explaining, you're losing. And this is a yeah. has been a week where. The future of the TV license has been been spoken about. The prospect of an amnesty for people who don't buy their license being being floated uh, out out there as as well. And this is all cumulatively causing more damage to RT. And what we're being told by the RT management, the RT board, is oh things have changed. We've moved on. There's a new culture around here. And what's been pushed back in them is basically in, well, no, this is the same as we were being told all along. Confidentiality, um, corporate sensitivity, we, we can't tell you this, we can't tell you that. And basically, one of the messages coming across from the Oculus Committee the other day was, those days are over now. When we ask a question, we want an answer. Now, uh, the, their problem is, though, that uh, these agreements would be actually 
legally binding one presumes on both parties well, well, then so the wisdom to... the wisdom of yeah. those who entered into them on the RDE side would have to be thrown into the ring as it were uh, the people who were exiting uh, they at that point haven't been thrown to the wolves either semi-voluntarily or forcefully um, they'd be doing the best for themselves getting out of there wouldn't they yeah, and, and at, at that point, uh, then if you were to, to breach a confidentiality agreement, well, then somebody has to go down the court and, and sue you. And I suppose a judgment call will have to be made on RTE's part. Uh, are these people likely to go down that route? That's, uh, sorry, sorry, that's not themselves? ethical. That is not ethical. You say, I sign an agreement with Fanon Sheehan, yeah. but Fanon hasn't got the money to sue me. So I'll, well, then, I, I'll, the, I'll, do, the, I'll do him in. But ju- simply because he hasn't got the money, I'll do him in. That's not they, that's not ethical. It's not. But I mean, we're, we're the, the issue here, Pat, is we're being told there are legally binding agreements in place. Well, then the answer is no. We can't give you the figure. But yeah. Bredoki's figure was given to us, and we were told thirty seconds beforehand. I cannot do it legally. There's a confidentiality clause in place. 30 seconds later, she got 450 grand. So if there's an inconsistency there, well, then mm. that carries across uh, all the other uh, agreements uh, then as well. Because as by, by your argument there, it was unethical what Kevin Backers did the other day because he, he breached a, a confidentiality uh, agreement that was, that was quite clearly uh, in yeah. place uh, with Breed O'Keefe. See, I don't know what the world would come to if uh, confidential deals were not really confidential at all. Sure, when the Oireachtas gets going at me, whether you're you're in the insurance business or the beer-making business or the bread-making business or the programme-making business, uh, that uh, the politicians put a bit of pressure on, on you, whoever you are, and you say, well, I'll break that agreement then because the, yeah. the Doyle asked me to break it. Uh, you know, that, that is not the kind of democracy that I, I think is worth living in. Part of RTE's problem is that it took probing by Oireachtas committees and substantial and lengthy investigations to elicit information from them uh, about these issues. When the point has been made that actually a lot of this information was just readily available in the senior management core Uh, of RTE. So was it really necessary to get a, a, a top law firm to look at this issue of Breed O'Keefe when basically the Director of Human Resources could have described the entire situation in the course of two minutes before the Oireachtas Committee sure. and, and no problem there. So this is the, the bind that RTE is now in. They have, they've run out of road on their whole strategy of, oh, we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to find out everything. We need to commission a lengthy investigation and, and kick it to touch. And we can't say anything until then. That's run out now. And basically, because they've gone down that route, when the, the information was readily available uh, to them, to people who were appearing before yeah. Rockdis committees, then th- that's that's the bind See, that they've I'll now t- found I'll themselves. I tell you what, my, my issue with this is, it's kind of a sideshow, really, but it's about a principle. You know, law is very expensive in this country. So, uh, you know, if, for example, you take uh, judicial reviews against uh, the, the, the planning board and they use your money, the taxpayers' money, to defend that review but you who is taking it have to raise the money to take it. Do you know what I mean? Using taxpayers' money to, to, to maybe defend the indefensible. That's the problem, that the law really and the courts are really only there for people with deep pockets. Well, the difficulty uh, that is, is now being examined, I suppose, in RT is, is 
how legally binding were were these apparent confidentiality agreements? And we we don't know. Uh, for, we're just being told by RT. Oh, we can't tell you the the figures. So the question now is right. Well, what what exactly was was signed off on here? Was there really an agreement with some? Are, are, is is this a data protection issue, or is there actually a, a legally binding uh, contract? that says these figures will never be disclosed uh, at, at any particular time uh, in the future and will not be subject to any scrutiny. Because at, at the very least, we know that the figures were compiled uh, and, and, and put into an annual report. We know that the annual report had to be signed off on by the board uh, of, of RT. So presumably, it was open to the board uh, to question uh, these yeah. these payments and see who exactly they, they came from. So it, the, the legal advice that's now been sought for Gavin Backers should, one assumes, uh, clarify uh, such matters as to, you know, exactly what did you tell these people when they were gone out the door? Because ultimately, well, this is licence fee payers' money. It'll be, in fact, that point is made with regard to Breed O'Keefe severance uh, of 450. This is from Jerry in Dublin. In simple mathematics, it's equivalent to over 2,800 TV license fees handed over to her. Only in Ireland is the phrase that comes to mind. Fionn Sheen, Ireland editor of the Irish Independent, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.